0: Hello and welcome to the April edition of our Flow podcast. My name's Ian Henderson and uh, of course normally for our Flow podcast I'd be joined by the one and only Andy Hawthorne. Um, But unfortunately he can't be with us today. Many of you would have heard uh, Andy's news and uh, the news of his family, Andy and Michelle, his wife, were in Australia doing some conferences and uh, sadly this last weekend whilst they were in Bangkok, um, Michelle took a fall and has had uh, some severe facial injuries. She's now had an operation whilst out there and um, things are certainly a lot better and uh, she's now in recovery uh, post that operation. But both Andy and Michelle and uh, their family are still. Still there at the moment. I know Andy would want to be thanking all the hundreds of people who have been offering support and prayer, and uh, he's been extremely encouraged and sustained by that prayer. Um, and so if you want to find out more updates, please just uh, visit Andy's Facebook page. He's giving various updates via his Facebook page or perhaps follow us, uh, the Message Trust, on Twitter or Facebook. And, and we're trying to update people as much as we can as well. But thank you for the many um, prayers that I know a lot of you have been praying over these last few days. I'm, however, going to carry on with the podcast, and so later on we're going to be joined by Joe, who's our latest reflex worker. But um, we're going to hear now from two of our amazing genetic students. So I'm joined right in front of me, sitting here, are the amazing Lisa and Paul from Genetic. Hello, guys. Hello. You all right. All right? Yeah, <laughs> Paul's like going, all right. <laughs> What's this going to be like? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. It's going to be very chilled, but um. Yeah, a lot of people who listen to Flow podcasts have uh, probably heard us talk about Genetic and a few of the previous podcasts we've had students come and join us and tell us their stories. I think last time we had Heather and Georgia, just before they went off to Ireland and talk a little bit about their year and stuff like that. But you are halfway through your year. Yeah. So um, you've just done a bunch of placements, is that right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit, Lisa, what were you doing placement-wise?
1: Um, have a very busy week I've been working with Barnabas which is a charity that works with homeless people so that was really a humbling experience where I was able to get alongside people um, and just be able to serve them with giving them food and just chatting to them really which has been a really good experience I've been doing a lot of community work with the youth leader at my church that I'm placed in and so we get to go uh, see families take them food parcels we get to pray with them and just basically do life with them and yeah. that's just been yeah just you place experience. with
0: Eden projects and churches aren't you so yeah i'm based in
1: harper hay okay so i work alongside the churches there great there's two churches that we're working alongside and they're both awesome
2: great and paul what's your week look like this week um, I go to Oasis, which okay. is a dropping centre in Gorton. Right. And uh, gem- j- generally, we just spend time with people, just getting to know them, giving them a uh, tea, coffee, and uh, j- yeah, j- yeah, just as 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 Lisa said, just living life with them. Um, I also I also do um, the mustard tree in uh, the city centre, which is um, a charity shop, a Christian charity shop, and uh, and they fund like different projects as well, and they do soup runs um, within the city centre for the homeless. Yeah. So busy, busy, right. busy.
0: So, I mean, the way that genetic works is you kind of have a term where you get loads and loads of teaching and training and stuff like that. And then you've just finished your kind of second bit, if you like, which are these placements. And then after Easter, it's missions yep. yes. and stuff like that. So you're kind of put into teams and then you do different things. What you What are you guys doing for your missions?
1: Um the team that I'm on, we get to go to Belfast for a week in Ireland, and we'll be working with On The Edge, yeah. which is a drama group. Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing working in nightclubs. We're doing a drama, kind of we're launching something called uh, Rock in Belfast. So it's working with redeeming our communities out there. And then I get to do two weeks in a school in Shore, um doing on drugs. So that will be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of other things, really. Hopefully getting involved in Eden Bus and yeah, yeah so a whole, a whole
0: load of different stuff yeah oh, that's good is genetic what you thought it was going to be like when you kind of handed in a form <laughs> uh, and all that kind of stuff <laughs> go and <on>, be honest <laughs>
2: Um, cool. It's been challenging, yeah, yes, uh, but it, yeah, but it's been really, really good. I mean, uh, the t- teachings have been brilliant, and the placements, and I'm looking forward to the missions week. But um, it, it's been character building, um, <laughs> ah. <laughs> but, but it's, it's been really, really good. You know, um, it's, it's a lovely family at the message. You know, and they, and they kind of build, build you up, and I've learned a lot more about God and a lot about myself as well through doing the different placements and the mm. serving opportunities we've had.
0: So, I mean, Paul, tell us a little bit about how you ended up applying and maybe tell us a little bit about your
2: story as well, just your kind of um, history and your background. Yeah, um I was a drug addict for many years. I was in and out of children's homes. I was, um, I was adopted at the age of eight because um, my mother died um, by a Christian family. So um, for a few years I had like a Christian input yeah. and uh, I went to Soul Survivor when I was about 13, 14. But as I say, um, I struggled with like drug addiction. So I was placed into children's homes and that was difficult, you know, I felt, I felt abandoned that nobody wanted me. And uh, for, the, for, the, for the next few years of my life, I was um, in and out of young offenders and uh, just re- really struggling with life really. I put myself into a Christian rehab called Battelle. Um, so basically, um, God, God was poking me again. He was saying, I haven't forgot ya," you know, but me, me being a very prideful man, I was like, Ooh, I can do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I left, I left Batale and I carried on living the life that I was, you know, I thought, Oh, I'm fine on my own. Um, I started, I started to attend, um, a local church around my area and, um, it was only a small church. It was like a house church, yeah. but, um, it was full of like extra addicts and alcoholics and stuff. And I thought... Wow, if Jesus worked for them and they're the same as me and look how happy they are, I want, I want a little bit of this. But um, I was still, I was a bit of a yo-yo Christian, you know, you know those Sunday Christians. At church on Sunday, I had my hands up in the air and then in the week, I was down the football or drinking with the lads. Um, so I went Soul Survivor um, last July and I decided that things needed to change. So I just said to God, I said, look, I really want to live fully for you. You know, I can't, I can't be living this, mm. this um, like for two, like two different lives. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I prayed, I prayed, and um, I got laid out in the Holy Spirit, which is a uh, new, new for me. And I had a good cry for about four or five hours. But I just, I just felt it was God just kind of cleaning me and and taking all the hurt and the rejection that I'd had from my childhood. Yeah. And um, and I was walking around the tool shed, which um, is different stands about different missions and stuff. And I thought I can't go abroad because um, I've got a six-year-old daughter from a previous relationship um, so I thought I can't go abroad and then I saw the genetic stand and, uh, and I thought yeah that sounds good so I applied off the cuff thinking they wouldn't have me and uh, and they had me and uh, and i felt i felt i felt it was god saying do you remember all those times i'd poked you well i'm sick of poking you now so get here because i'm having your life <laughs> um but yeah it's completely changed my life you know um yeah. i was quite i was quite a new christian when i came here but i've grown so much in god and, and he's just completely changed me and my relationship with my parents and my daughter is just um yeah it's just amazing and that's through what god's god's done in my life so and how
0: how do you think the fact that you've kind of now talking to people I mean you talked about some of your placements and stuff have you found it's helped you
2: when you've been trying to reach out to people, oh, like definitely, you've got that
0: story, and definitely,
2: the- yeah. Especially when I'm speaking to like young people at the youth club, and they're just starting out smoking their weeders, as, 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 and they think they're top boys, you know. I share I share a little bit of my story and say, um, the end of the road. If you carry on like that, it leads to destruction, you know. And the same same with homeless people. I've lived on the streets before, and I was in and out of hostels, so I share a little bit of my story, and I think I, I think that they, um, they 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 relate 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 to my story because because um, mm. I've been there. And it shows, and it shows that Jesus is for everybody. You know, some people think it's just for, you know, the uh, typical white middle class sort of thing. But but Jesus, but it just shows that Jesus is for everybody, and you know, he loves yeah. everyone. So I mean, it's a famous saying, isn't it, that you know, God makes our
0: mess, our message, and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, have there been times when it's not felt like that though? Because sometimes you can. You know, and and we'll talk to you in a minute Lisa and maybe this is how you felt and know I have because I kind of grew up in a Christian family and all that sort of stuff sometimes you can be a bit like I haven't got anything to say because yeah. uh, I haven't got this story but actually I'm realising more and more as well even people who've kind of seen God do something tr- where he's totally transformed their lives and stuff you can still feel like I haven't got anything to say because I'm not good enough to say it or something yeah, like that I mean
2: how's that been for you um, sometimes, sometimes I do find that, or, um, I'm put, I'm, I'm put, like, into situations and, um, because I'm quite a new Christian, I don't really know my Bible too well, you know, and they ask me all these questions and I'm like, I'm like, well, actually I can't really answer them. All I know is that this is what Jesus has done for me. Yeah, so yeah. I find, I find that difficult sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, sure.
0: So, yeah, I mean, that's Paul, Lisa, your, your story is a little different, but actually just as transforming isn't it i mean how did how did you end up on genetic what's
1: your how did i end up on genetic um well i grew up in church and so i grew up learning about uh god and the bible and so it's kind of i knew from an early age i wanted to lead a christian life and so for as long as i can remember it's what i've strived to kind of do um and so kind of trying to follow god is something that has been a big part of my life Mm. um when I was growing up, a kind of my priorities kind of changed, and so God wasn 't necessarily my number one um, all the time and so kind of like my friendships with and relationships kind of became um, more important, I suppose um And so, and it took going through quite a serious breakup for me to realize that actually I was trying to control my life Mm. and I was trying to do it my way. And I was trying to lead, um, yeah, and just make my plans and make sure I was, everything was fitting for me rather than actually the plans that God had for me. Um, And so when I had this like realization, I was like, oh, wow, like, haven't been doing it God's way. And so when I finally let God in and let God and ask God what he wanted me to do, that's actually when lots of things started to unravel. And so when I was at college, um, I was trying to looking for what I wanted to do after I finished college and I was looking at university and I realized that actually I wanted to have a gap year before I went to university. Um, And so I'd read a book called Nobody's Child like years ago at Soul Survivor. Um, And it talks about the Eden Bus Ministry, which is one of the partnerships which the message does and I just completely fell in love with this mission about going out there into the streets and just meeting young people where they're at on their terms and having this big cool bus um, to do it with um and so this mission never left me and so when it came to thinking about what I wanted to do next um like I wanted to get involved and see if there was anything I could do with Eden bus and so it was when I started making those sending those emails and making those calls that I found out all about genetic and then I was praying about it And, like, I remember it was a Sunday morning service and we just had this really amazing preach. And I went up to my mum after the service and I looked her in the eye and I said, Mum, I want to do genetic. And she looked at me and she went, I know you do. And in that moment, I just had clarity that Mm. genetic is where I needed to be and that's where God was leading me. And it has been life-changing. Like, I am not the same person I was, like, seven months ago. Like, God has grown and challenged me and just it's been ins- inspirational like it's been amazing
0: yeah i think i think it's two very different stories but the, the in a way you've both had to make a decision haven't you that yeah. that's it and so, sometimes you know we have lives where people have to step out of chaos and decide that's what they're going to do sometimes we have lives where we have to step out of comfort and that's what we've got to do and yeah. both come up to the same thing where you're saying that's it i'm gonna give god everything i've got uh, and I'm going to make him number one and prioritize him and all that stuff, and then see what happens. So, uh, Paul, you're urban. You're doing the urban no, track. I know you? oh, you're creative, at least you're urban. Yeah. And then there's a worship track as well, isn't there? Yeah. So that's a little bit
2: about what the differences are there in the different sort of streams. Um, the the um, the the, crea- the creative track is um, is made made up of drummers, um, dancers. And then uh, I'm I'm like a hip hop artist, so I, I rap and I do spoken word. Yeah. Um, so it's quite it's quite a miss, a mishmash, but um. But yeah, it's it's brilliant. We spend we spend time in the studio um like i write write lyrics and stuff and they have different teachers that come in and and help me which has been brilliant and um the dancers obviously they they have they have um teaching lessons with different dance tutors yeah and the drummers are always making loads of noise (laughs) 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 like like monster from the muppets (laughs) and absolutely mental (laughs) especially when they're in the studio (laughs) so you have kind of like sessions particular things
0: where you focus on your skills and improve your skills and stuff like that so what do you do if you're on an urban
3: track then
1: Um, Our first term was kind of like Building us up, and so we had a youth worker come in, and he taught us like all the kind of like behind scenes that go on. Like we had been able to do a lot of frontline work with the placements that we were in, so leading youth work. But actually, we were able to look at actually what goes on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and so looking at risk assessments and things that you'd find boring, but this guy made it really interesting sure. and, um, and really know, fun, eh? and stuff that we really needed to learn. And so that was really good. And then one thing that we focus on as well is preaching and speaking. Okay. And so um, we'd be given objects, and then we'd have to do a thirty-second preach on an object so one of my objects was once a lollipop and i was like how on earth am i meant to link this to like the bible and god and eventually i made up a way of how i once got a lollipop stuck in my hair true story and i had to have it cut out and so kind of just linking it to the the mess of life and how jesus (laughs) can cut that away and take it away so what must i
0: do to be saved lisa
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah just working on our preaching and speaking skills and yeah it's just been a massive journey of stepping out and just like going into town and just doing like um, treasure hunts so you kind of just praying and asking God who to talk to and just doing like urban stuff and just getting alongside families and doing missional based things and community and building up community has been a big thing that we've done a lot of work into great
0: and there's and then there's the worship track which as well where similar thing there, and they have tutors who come in and Matt and Beth Redman are involved in that aren't they and yeah. help people write songs and, and record and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff what's been the most stretching part of being a creative or an urban person for you then what bit of that element of the course has been most stretching
1: Um, For me, it's probably been the speaking and getting up in front of people. I've always been a kind of behind-the-scenes girl, and I like planning and organising, but actually getting up the front. um, Unless I'm in drama, I don't really do it. And so getting up and speaking has been something that I've been stretched in. So at the the beginning, I struggled to do a 30-second talk, and I actually had the opportunity to do a 30-minute preach in my church a couple of months ago. Um, So it just shows the journey that God's taken me on in the fact that I can get up and do that now. It's just been incredible. Yeah.
2: Great. What yeah. about you as a creative? Paul, yeah, I'll probably, probably se- second that. Mine, mine was performing. Okay. Um, it, when when I'm in the studio on my own, I say I'm the best rapper, and I'm there <laughs> with my hands waving around with my little hat on and stuff. But <laughs> as soon as, so, 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 as soon as you stick an audience in front of me, my leg goes all wobbly and <laughs> my hands all sweaty. You know. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just really really built on my confidence because yeah, obviously definitely. with my background, um, the abuse of drugs and stuff just kind of like stripped my confidence away. Mm. And uh, and yeah so so just just by performing in that it's just built on my confidence again and it's great it's great to use like music and something I'm really passionate about to kind of like spread the message about Jesus and stuff so mm, that's yeah. good now
0: we've just started a new kind of little campaign which is called uh, follow me as I follow him <laughs> which has your uh Gorgeous faces on, uh, but you're going to kind of be telling your story for the sort of second half of your year, aren't you? And yeah. updating people, and people will be able to go onto the website, which will be. It's the message, normal message website. So it's message.org.uk then slash genetic. Um, (laughs) I was looking the hand movements. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's It's really useful for a podcast. Um, And uh, so, yeah, so that's it's the message slash genetic. And then people will be able to kind of have a look at that and hear hear a little bit more about the rest of your year. Uh, And also, obviously, that would be a great way for people to find out if they want to be an urban or a creative or a worship genetic person and uh, hopefully see their lives changed and transformed, as well as the people they want to reach out to. Then they can do that. And as you've heard, both... Paul and Lisa. Very kind of different people, different backgrounds and I think very much with Genetic it's not for one kind of person is it guys? And uh, So it's worth saying maybe you know somebody who uh, is in your church or perhaps in your family and we're recruiting for Genetic for our September course. So starting September this year, uh, maybe just point them to that website, let them know that you've listened to the podcast, maybe let them have a listen too. But if you know someone who, this could be the right next thing for them a a year on genetic and maybe they're a little bit like paul or a little bit like lisa who knows all uh, but we'd love to hear from them so make sure you let them know uh because we would love to have another course full of awesome people like you too thank you thank you yeah <laughs> So, our final interview uh, for the podcast today is with Joe. Hi, Joe. Hello. So, Joe is our latest reflex worker, aren't you? And I am. Yeah. How long have you been here at The Message?
3: Um, I think it's about a month now.
0: Hey. Yeah. A month. Go on then. What are your first impressions of being at The Message? You can be honest, it's okay. You won't get fired. I won't get fired. Good.
3: <laughs> um, I love it. Good. Yeah. It's, um, well, let's move on. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it took a bit of getting used to at first because sure. it's really, really different to uh, where I was working before, but it's different in a really good way. And yeah. um, I just love the fact that, you know, everything's kind of steeped in prayer and it's just a really positive environment instead of encouraging. And, you know, I just, yeah, I love it. Mm. It's exciting.
0: But you've been involved in prisons ministry for a long time and those that may not know reflects is our kind of prisons ministry we work in various young offenders institutes Mm -hmm. around the northwest Mm -hmm. both in terms of the chaplaincy work, um, yeah, but also we do other kind of things as well, don't mm-hmm. we? And and education stuff and enrichment stuff. Yeah. And was it? And there was one one particular one of those Hinley that you've been in for a while. Is that right?
3: Yeah, I used to work um, for the YMCA, yeah. and I did um, sort of youth general youth work on the wings, and I got a youth club going, and I used to help lads when they were coming out with them, um, sometimes with getting housing or trying to find a job. Um, and, you know, practical stuff that they needed help with. Uh, sometimes we were able to offer temporary employment and things like that, which was great. Mm. And I really saw the importance of um, of that kind of support as soon as they get out, really, um, because I think it's, it's difficult when people come out to nothing and yeah. uh, they, it's really easy to get dragged back into your old patterns and your old way of living, you know. So um, I'm really excited about what we can do um, through Reflex and through, you know, the Enterprise Centre here at The Message that's coming up. You know, if we can really get around lads when they first come out and offer them something hopeful to come out to, I think that's going to make a huge difference. Mm. Um, A lot of young people I speak to, uh, weird as it sounds, don't want to come out because Mm. You know, life outside hasn't been that good. <laughs> yeah. And life inside is is safe. And, uh, you know, at least they know they're going to get fed and they know where they're sleeping and things like that. So, you know, we really need to tackle that. And I think, you know, if we can provide a really good supportive community around um, when they come out, then the chances are much better for them. It really is.
0: And how has, how has your job changed then from... Doing what you were doing before, with, mm-hmm. um, to now doing that as part of a reflex team.
3: Well, before it was it was kind of um, much more dealing with practical issues in their life. Yeah, the brilliant thing about working for Reflex that I I'm, I'm really loving is the fact that you know we're looking at the whole person now, so we're also looking at um, that person's spiritual needs. Mm. And uh, it's I'm 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 amazed at the kind of conversations that you have. You know, um, the lads in Hinley are quite young; they're only you know 15 to 18 years old, and yet they've got some big questions. And um, I and, and people look at me aghast when I say, "Yeah, we've been doing a Bible study." And they're like, what these guys, these lads, are reading the Bible. You know, one of the officers on the wing yesterday was like amazed, but one of his lads had just done a, a little exam that we do on on the book of uh, Isaiah. You know, yeah. and he was kind of like. So he sits and reads the Bible in his cell. Yeah. And he's passed his exam and he's got 96%, you know. And it was like he was shocked, you know. Yeah. But it's – it's it, these lads, you know, they're, they're hungry. They're looking for stuff. They're looking for meaning. They're looking for purpose. And, you know, um, I love the fact that we can go in there and talk to them about God and mm. that God can offer them a purpose and a meaning to their life. And, uh, you know, a new start, which so many of them really, really want. Yeah. But they just don't know how to do that so
0: and what's it like being a, a woman in a male place like <laughs> hinley
3: um it can be challenging sometimes but i've kind of got used to that yeah. now yeah um yeah sometimes they they don't quite know how to relate to you and you know they try and uh, chat you up all the time and stuff but a lot of the time that's just a bit of a front and usually you know once they get to know you they'll they'll drop that and yeah, yeah, you know, you can get to know the real person yeah. and where they're really at. Um, but yeah, something you just deal with the comments. Sometimes I have to stick my fingers in my ears <laughs> and go la 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 when I'm walking through the uh, through the uh, prison. But yeah, you just get used to that.
0: And what 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 are you really hoping and praying for in terms of maybe even just in these next few months? Is there mm. particular individuals or particular things you're just really wanting to see God do?
3: Yeah. um we were praying this morning as a team, um, really, really praying for the governors of the prisons, actually, yeah. uh, just that, you know, God would reveal himself and uh, and that they would uh, start to, that, that their eyes would be open to the value of what, what we're doing um, through the work of Reflex, through the chaplaincy, and what an important part it is. Mm. Um, you know, I, I know certain young people that we've worked with, their faith in there has been what's kept them together, you know. Um and for some young people, it's it's a, a very early stage of their journey and they're just learning about it and they don't really know what to make of it all, but at least they've heard yeah. something positive that there is another way. Yeah. And uh, they might not be ready to choose that yet, but it, it's all about sort of meeting people on, on the various parts of the journey. Some lads, like I've said, really are ready to make a change and it's great to be able to say, yeah, it can happen. And, you know, we love getting guys in uh, to speak about their own journeys, and that, that has a really powerful impact. And um, I shared my own testimony yesterday, and even though my life's been really different to, to a lot of theirs, um, we all share common things, and yeah. my common thing was a, a feeling of emptiness yeah. and a feeling of um, not knowing what my purpose was, not knowing what it was all about, and finding life quite boring. And uh, And it was brilliant because about three or four of the lads were nodding and going, yeah, I feel like that. I don't know what my purpose is, you know. Mm. And so it's great how God can use any of us really, isn't it? Because we're all all the same. Ultimately, we all need him. Um, So there's a particular young lad who, um, I won't say his name, but he's on my heart because he's he's, he's one of the, well, he likes to, think he's the, he's the baddest lad in the prison. Um, he is a troublemaker (laughs) and lots of officers kind of tear their hair out when his name's mentioned. He's always in the sort of segregation part and, uh, but he started coming to our groups, you know, and he is one of the brightest ones in the group. He will ask really deep questions, you know, and, um, do you know, I'd love it if he, if he got it, (laughs) that um, would be great. So, mm. Yeah, and I just think it would be fantastic for the prison to see these lads that that you know they they think there's they're never going to change. There's nothing you can do with them. Um, what a great testimony if some of these lads started to turn it around.
0: Yeah, I mean lots of people who um, listen to this um, podcast are, are listening because they are the people who pray for us. Mm. Um, so I know a lot of people will hear that and they'll mm. start praying for this lad. Yeah, even though they don't know his name. We'll call, it, we'll call him.
3: We'll call him CD. Okay. The <laughs> pray Aver for CD. CD. <laughs> um,
0: anything, anything else that people could really pray for you or you as as a team, mm. Reflex Team? Any kind of barriers that you need to be breaking through? You mentioned a little bit about the governors. Is there?
3: Yeah, I think um, I think sometimes you do come up against these barriers when you're trying to uh, deliver projects and you're trying mm. to trying to bring a new approach in. And and people are, you know, not always on board with that and will put a lot of obstacles in the way. Sometimes the attitudes that you face uh, from some people in the prison as well can be quite negative and, sure. you know... Um, and it's I guess really we 're hoping and praying that we can, that God would just use us to really show them that you know we 're not weird it 's nothing weird that 's going on in there it 's something that is is really quite practical as well um you yeah. know in that you do see real changes in people and um and to and to give people a new reason to be living and and you know it 's brilliant, and so we really want to be able to um yeah we're really praying that that Key people in the prison that their eyes would be open to what we're doing; that they would perhaps even come in and see the groups that we're doing. Mm. Um, quite a few of the staff in Hindley have asked me to go and speak to them about what I'm doing. Mm, um, you know, because they knew me in my other role, and they're quite interested. You know, why why have you switched? Why are you doing that now? So I'm going to, you know, hopefully God will help me to really communicate well what it is we're doing and show them some some good case studies and you know things like that to show that it's not just a an add-on thing it's actually a key part of, of a person's rehabilitation and it, yeah. you know it should be seen as that as well yeah because we have got some of the best case studies in the world yeah. as christians haven't we so yeah. you know of lives changed absolutely so yeah i'd really i really hope that we can communicate that more and get out, get the message out there a bit more in the prison
0: great joe thanks so much for just coming and sharing a little bit that's that's been really helpful You're welcome. And thank um, you Hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast. Uh, As always, you can uh, also sign up for our paper version of Flow, which uh, we do every now and then. So if you go to our website, which is message.org.uk, make sure we've got your name and address, then one of those might be flopping through your postbox as well. Um, And hopefully hear uh, some more news and some more stories in our podcast next time. Thanks for listening.